0: Hello! Welcome to the Studio 621 Podcast. I'm Chris Coppin. And
1: I'm Daryl Coster. What's going on, Daryl? Uh, not much, Chris. You? Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Episode 6! Episode 6, and Look at us. it's our first weekly episode we're doing.
0: This is the new thing. We're going to go week to week now.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I, I like that better. I, it gets me out of the house more. I get to see people more, and I enjoy it. Yeah, exactly.
0: And uh, it, gives, it gives us something to do. Yeah, absolutely. It gets these voices out of our heads, you know? We have, yeah,
1: we, have some more, we have some more exciting news probably in the next podcast that come up about people that might be coming out and visiting us and talking yeah. to us as well, which is very good. That's a
0: great idea we have to bring other people in. Yeah, we have some good
1: friends that can talk like we can. <laughs> So let's rely on them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking
0: of relying on, uh, normally, as always, the show is driven through its internal ends with a lovely glass of beverage.
1: Yeah, and tonight you're drinking. I'm not drinking because I'm driving again tonight. Uh, tonight, Chris is drinking a w- wild turkey rare breed. This is like a drinking stuff right here. Yeah, that's a there's a there's a common theory that a higher proof. Whoa. Whiskey will give you more flavors. It'll it, it's harder when you first start sipping Woo! it, but it, it will give you better flavors throughout. Yeah, there's a lot going on in my mouth right now. Yeah, it's a fifty-seven fifty seven point eight fifty eight percent alcohol, which is called barrel proof. Right. Um it's pretty strong. It's for every shot, it's a shot and a half. So really eh? yeah, be careful where you're walking at. That is this. warming the cockles of my heart. It's a beautiful whiskey.
0: It really is a nice whiskey.
1: It's one that we you can't always get it in the liquor store in Ontario, but it's one that we keep at home regularly. If we see it come in, we'll buy a couple bottles. We don't drink it every night, but we have it on a, it's a nice after talk, after card game kind of aperitif type of thing. Well, it's a welcome companion to the discussion tonight. Yeah, And I'm drinking a fever tree. A fever tree? Which is a flavored soda with, we're my wife and I are big believers that if you're going to mix your drinks, right. mix it with good drinks. Well, there you go. And this is a pink grapefruit sparkling water, and it's beautiful. Wow.
0: So when this thing goes off the rails later, blame it on uh, the wild turkey. Or, yeah. Or you'll you'll be the you'll be the adult in the room. <laughs> yeah. Too much carbonation for me.
1: <laughs> <Woo>!
0: <laughs> we also start the show with cheers. Uh, I want to throw up uh, cheers today uh, because you know what I enjoy uh, that I'm smelling spring in the air. Hurry up. I'm starting to smell it. I know Mother Nature can you come in here sometimes, and uh, make sure that things can be wacky. But uh, I'm pretty happy that the snow springs back.
1: We still have snow in my yard. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Well, we put in that gazebo last year that uh, that pavilion in the backyard, right? And the wind that came off the farm blew around it, and we had like five foot snow banks on either oh, side. So those are taking a little bit to get oh, out yeah, of. Good. We're like,
0: what are we like three kilometers from each other? Yeah.
1: We're just on that ridge, right? We're about three kilometers each from each other, but yeah. we're probably two hundred feet higher than you are, or maybe not even that. Maybe say a hundred feet higher, but it's just enough. Just enough that it's four degrees difference yeah. all year long.
0: Exactly, which is great. So who are you cheers tonight? My buddy? cheers.
1: You know, I'm cheersing my friends this week. They've been. I have a uh, three or four really good friends that have been there to pick me up over the last few months. That have called me and regularly contact me through Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and and specifically through text messages. Right. So, you know, there's, there's a lot, a lot of people out there that have been really good to me in the last week or so. So I'm really bored at home.
0: But that network uh, that you can build up through your life becomes so important, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it really is. Even some of my ex-employees have contacted me and said, hey, how are you doing, Darrell? What's going on? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, which has been really nice. It's it's a, it's an important thing to be able to have your friends help build you up.
0: Well, it's so easy to get, excuse the whole hockey expression, but in the trolley tracks nowadays, right? Because you can, you know, your life is so overwhelming. I got my own kids, I got things going on that you sometimes forget sometimes
1: just stepping out of yourself a little bit and acknowledging somebody else can change yeah. a day. Absolutely. And you right? know, when I when Buster Rhino's closed, we weren't expecting it. So I have nothing planned. Right. So and you're uh, not the kind of guy I'm, that can
0: do nothing. I'm
1: not that guy. So my and my friends that have been around me for a long time know that. So they're like, "What are you trying? What do you think you're gonna do? Have you thought about hobbies? Because I don't have any. Ho- Fifteen years, all yeah. I've done is worried about Buster Rhinos, and yeah. I don't have any hobbies. I don't have any. Exactly. I have nothing." Turns out my hobby I like doing is cooking. I was going to say, you know, some people read a book, no, you
0: make a big plant of focaccia or something like that. There's no, that's something. Emily. Emily uh, makes okay. some focaccia.
1: Okay. I made the steak tonight. Oh, did you really? <laughs>
0: yes. So good.
1: <laughs> Just you describing the steak was like an adult oh, experience for me. It really, and we had baked potato with it. Oh, we yeah. were supposed to have some kind of vegetable. My wife and my daughter weren't there, so we didn't. Right. Yeah, so steak. the Bachelor Boys did steak, steak tonight. Steak and potatoes. Well done. <laughs> brilliant. Well
0: played, sir. <laughs> Um, You know, uh, it's amazing to me. I I heard someone say the other day, this has been the shortest, longest two years of my life.
1: (laughs) It's crazy how time works, this thing, right? The 740th day of March.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's crazy. Well, what else is pretty remarkable is that this past week, we actually passed the 10-year anniversary of the penny being removed. Has it been that long? Crazy, right? Yeah. This is when it first came up in Parliament uh, back in, in 2012. And uh, that the fall of that year, and we've gradually worked to the point now where the, the penny has become non-existent. Do you still have pennies here? I still, I, I think every Canadian home has some pennies here. We have a bag of them. Right? Yeah. Everybody's got like an old Glenfiddich
1: bottle or something. Yeah, full of them. an old water bottle filled with change. Exactly. F- all pennies on the yeah. bottom.
0: But you were pretty heavy into retail at the time the penny conversation yeah. was going on, right? So yeah. So I wonder if the discussions that were taking place then have bore fruit now or... Are we better without the penny? How do you think this? is going to We're definitely
1: pe- we're better without the penny. Okay, uh, there was a lot of fears there of how much money I'm going to lose, and yep. it w- not us. We w- Beth and I did the math, and we realized it was pretty. It was going to be even, Stephen. It was right. we're going to come out ahead on some bills, and we're going to fall behind on some bills. But right. and there was people playing the game of if I buy it for fifty two, I right. get it for fifty. But it didn't. It didn't work out. Nobody ends up. Nobody cares. Right. Um. But you have less change in your pocket. Pennies cost us a lot more money to make.
0: One point six cents per penny, it and cost they were frustrating
1: penny. for employers, like for retail people. It was very frustrating. It was a huge part of our business. Like it actually saved money by not having pennies. Right. Uh,
0: interesting, because the argument at the time was you're going to round up or round down. Yeah. Right. And they all said, "Well, we'll do the right thing." Uh, it turns out they think that uh, uh, almost a million dollars of rounding up and rounding down has occurred to the detriment of the consumer. Oh, I believe that. Right. So, I mean, that there was a little bit of discussion about that, but now when you look back on that, I wonder if the system was flawed a little bit.
1: Well, it's, it's flawed because people can change their pricing. Right. So if they look at something, the thing is, unless you're selling something that was consistently the same price. Right. If you have a, it, your bills are always the same. So restaurants could alter their bills to always be rounding up. Yes. But most people didn't do that. Right. but I'm sure it was a, I'm sure there was a huge loss there's always a lot the businesses never lose money mm-hmm. it's always the consumer that loses money it's always geared to the, the house always wins exactly as per se
0: well I mean the discussion wants a bit more change in your pocket because the five dollar bill argument is continuing right now the looney Tune are in there now they want
1: the five as a coin I think honestly I think next step is probably going to be that but I don't think you're gonna get there I think it's going to, most things are electronic now
0: well that's the thing because the real push against cash money right now. Right, but but the the argument is, um, the, the coins drive the vending industry. Yes, and, and that sort of segment of the economy of, of the quick on scene purchase, we see a lot of that. I mean, you can get a vending machine for anything nowadays. Yes, you can. You know, and those things, sure, they are compatible bank card and all that stuff, but there still seems to be some draw. To the quarter in your pocket in the vending machine. There's
1: still a lot of people that, there is still an awful lot of people out there that cash, as far as they're concerned, cash is king. Yeah. And they'll go to a bank and get cash out and say, and spend it in cash. As a business owner, I would, uh, every single time people would go, cash or debit? Debit. It's going in the bank anyways. And I have to pay more for the cash.
0: Really? Because I uh, I was understood
1: that like you get charged more for debit. Nope.
0: that really. So for, there's visa fees for you as a business person. When I credit card. When
1: you. I closed Buster Rhino's uh, the counter, we were getting charged two point five cents on every transaction for debit. Right. I got charged more than that to put cash in the bank. Really? Yes. Cash was very wow. expensive to put in the bank. Uh Visa is crazy. Like every Visa card now is, you know, air miles and everything like that. You you don't realize the vendor pays for that. Like you don't understand why things cost money. Things cost money because you have to pay uh, 1.75 to 3% on a Visa card unless they have air miles points. And if they have air miles points, then you also have to pay more for that and if they have a business the business does does. the business does i didn't realize that yes and it's on every transaction credit card companies don't make money off your interest yeah they love it because it's a big part of it it's 29 percent, but they're trying to keep you from keeping it high they want you to pay it off they make all their money off the, the retail side of it. Yeah, exactly. It's a huge amount of money. I, uh,
0: I paid uh, my credit card, uh, used my credit card to my mechanic, a local mechanic. And I, I always, I felt guilty. I was like, I know they scree over. I'm sorry, but I got to do it. But yeah. uh, I don't think a lot of people realize that. But see, I'm always the, I will I will monitor my spending if I've got the cash on me. Right. right? I'm, I, I'm still that old school thinking. I know that's so antiquated now. But, I mean, I I just find it works for me.
1: Chris, we've talked about this, out of sight, out of mind. Yes. Right? If you're using your card and you're swiping it, you don't know how much is in there, and you're not mentally keeping track. (laughs) There's always much. Oh, there's not this time. (laughs) Yeah, right exactly so decided in a mind yeah.
0: but i also do find it annoying when i go out somewhere and i empty my pockets and i've got like 12 dollars in my pocket loonies and toonies and i'm like okay no i'd rather have that cash in my wallet or like it just i have a bowl, so bowl of change flaws, at home
1: we just grab it when we need it as right. soon as i walk in the door if i have change in my pocket it goes in the bowl right i just don't carry it with me at all and i don't honestly don't use i don't use cash that much right. especially now i don't have any i don't have the luxury of getting cash right but it costs so much money to put it into the and there's a reason business See, owners you do use not cash realize that Yeah, there's a reason business owners use cash is because, like, when I was uh, doing, uh, we used to control a bar for somebody. Uh, We used to do all the vending for them in the bar. We'd collect all the money and bring all the alcohol. And we made really good money on that, but it was all cash. Uh And some shows, we'd have $8,000 in cash on it. So you go to the bank, and there's a real problem with it because as soon as you try and put $10,000 worth of cash in the bank, they have to contact the RCMP. Really? Yeah, and they hold it. Wow. Just in case it's theft or drugs or you're a drug. Yeah, so you can't put more than $10,000 of cash in the bank at one time. Well, for a restaurant, we had our restaurant right next door to the place we also had the bar at. Right. And there was Friday nights where we could bring in $10,000 worth of cash. And we'd go to the bank on the Saturday morning, and they'd be like, where'd you get the cash from? I'm like, well, there was... Uh, I work at a bar. <laughs> the, the bar next door, at the, the concert hall next door had the, the tea party in. You, you know, we sold... 2,000 beers, and then we had everybody back to Like, people came back to our... That's where it came from. Okay, well, we have to put a hold on it. Really? So you didn't put in the bank. Wow. Your accountant hates that. Exactly. The police hate that. The government hates that. Everybody hates it. They don't want you to have cash, but what else do you do? And $10,000, to put $10,000 in the bank would cost me 180 bucks. Really? Yeah. I did not realize that. Yep. Well, that's a bit of a... Just another angle, right? Everything is out there to... Everything out there, you most people don't realize that the vast majority of rules and regulations that are put into place for business are not geared towards helping small businesses. If anything, they're geared towards crushing you. Really? Yeah. That's quite a statement. <laughs> <laughs> now, you get any business owner in here, I guarantee you, they'll really, sit down right? and say the same thing. Really? It's just a never-ending, I have to pay fee after fee. I pay the same fee for my credit cards. I pay, I pay more for my credit cards than McDonald's does. Right. Right. My, my business costs more than this. Cities are more willing to give out money to GM than they are to me. Even though I employed people for 15 years and I never went out of business, they still gave money to GM hand over fist every year. Mm -hmm. Right. There's, and there's all these things where it wasn't GM, it was somebody else. It was, and was constant. Right. You know, big corporations that were making $25 billion this year. Well, we're going to give them a billion. Why? Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, they
1: can they can make paper
0: arguments, right? I, I know that's the big thing.
1: I know they can, and that's the problem. So, small business, most small businesses out that are out there, um, it really is geared towards. Politicians like to say we help, they don't. So, they really
0: don't. So, I guess what we're saying is, in the final, that the, the 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 death of the penny penny was inevitable. It's okay. It's worked out.
1: As far as I was concerned, it's brilliant. Yeah, because you can't buy anything for penny anymore. Anyhow, can't have them. People right. threw them out. Right. You know, you'd give them. You could, you can't pay anybody that. Stores hated getting them. Right. You'd have a jar. T- need a penny, take a penny. Exactly. What was the point?
0: Exactly.
1: It was. It was a smart move, and they cost a lot of money. that one point seven cents to make. I'll bet you I could find like twelve dollars in pennies in
0: this house. <laughs> oh.
1: I collect pennies. I have a huge penny collection at yeah. home. Did you ever try to find, like, the old ones thinking they might be worth something? Well, that's my penny collection. Oh, yeah? I have a whole binder full of... When I was a kid, my my hobby hobby when I was a kid was collecting money. Right. I love money, and it's not money. I, money isn't... Money doesn't mean the same thing to me as it does to most people, where they look at it and go, oh, it's money. Right. To me, I look at money and go, look at the cool art, and I love it. And I can sit there... I over. Yeah, I can sit there and look at art for... That art for hours. It really? just... It intrigues me, and I will... Oh, it's a hundred dollar bill. I'll put that. I don't even spend it. It'll go right. in the collection. Right now, somebody stole most of it off me a few years ago, but I have my penny collection still because right. they were like, the penny collection is not worth any money, and it's not. But right. the intrinsic value to me, I pull it out every couple of years and go, oh, look at this, yeah. nineteen thirty-two penny. I remember one summer, eighty-three,
0: I think. Uh, my cousin Jesse and I, uh, he, had, he had read or heard something somewhere that there was a there was a uh, penny. The, with the dove on it, a certain one of them from, like, 19... If you found one from 52 or something, they were worth, like, $5. So we spent, like, an entire
1: summer trying to find these pennies. Looked
0: everywhere. Yeah, there's
1: a few coins like that. There's, right? like, a the, the 1945 V nickel is very rare. Um, there's a... Ni- the 1970 nickel is actually really rare. Uh, 1970 was a weird year. Uh, less children were born, less money was yeah. made, less jobs were done. It was just a really weird year, and they made very, very few nickels that year. For whatever reason, so finding a 1970 nickel is kind of cool. I actually had to. I ended up having to. Bu- I would, Chris. I would buy 200 dollars worth of nickels, oh. and, just, and I eventually just said, I, 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 went, "I went and bought one." It cost me like a dollar seventy, but it was like a dollar seventy for a nickel. I was 12. Like, that's wow. a lot of money. <laughs> exactly.
0: Seems like the the quest we should be on, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. A, but so, it's it's, uh, it's uh, I, I and you're right too. I mean, loonies and toonies have become pieces of art now too. The stuff they're putting on them is remarkable.
1: The colors, the dents, the artwork, the and everywhere in the world, people don't realize. Can, did you know Canada is a major minter of money throughout yes. the entire world? It's the world, yes, it's true. They make a lo- a lot of the a lot of the dollars that we have now. The ones that are the what are they made of? The PVC or whatever they're made of. Yeah. They're almost all made in Canada. Yep. Any country in the world it's that needs true. them, it comes from us. Yep. Same as our coins. We're, we're sac- There's nobody in the world better at minting coins than Canada is. I read uh, maybe a year ago, middle of the pandemic, uh, that the mint
0: in Ottawa was uh, actually having scheduling issues because there was so much global business versus what was going on in Canada. They were, trying, they were adding a third
1: shift, you know. It was crazy. Yeah, they- it's, they make more money by selling money to other countries than by making our money for us.
0: This is why when you start thinking about the world too much, it just gives you a headache, which is why I'm glad that we've got the wild turkey
1: Oh, us. it's And it's such a beautiful, this, this spirit is just fantastic. Um, sitting around a campfire oh, at night, especially on a cold fall night, Sitting around a campfire is so what's just... What's
0: that going on in my mouth? There's a lot of flavor in
1: there. There is a lot of flavor in what there. Am I, what am I... What am I uh, you're going to be getting some uh, some cherry notes in there. You're going to be getting some vanilla notes for oh, sure. The vanilla for sure. Oh, yeah. The vanilla is fantastic in it. Um, some of the flavors you're going to get are toffee, vanilla, baking spices, sweet corn. And you're going to get those to some varying degree in almost all bourbons. Mm-hmm. But they are really pronounced in this one. Um, it's warm in my belly. You will know, get some caramel and some butterscotch in there. It's really you definitely taste that. This is remember the Kentucky hug I told you about. This yes. this is the Kentucky hug. Uh, like you should feel it burning in your chest a yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. It's not a heart attack. It's no. actually <laughs> Just,
0: it's the Kentucky hug. You grab the microphone and carry on, buddy. If I buddy, go down, you're He's the got, flag bearer now.
1: <laughs> the show will be horrible. But where do I start it? Where do I stop it?
0: <laughs> uh, Keeping the conversation about money going on. Uh, a theme here. Because this week it was announced by Dollarama, which is, you know, the dollar stores have become part of the economy and the vernacular of society nowadays. Yes. Right or wrong. But Dollarama has said they're going to start charging $5 for items. Now, they're already three and a four right now. But there seems to be a bit of outrage about this, whether the $5 is a bridge too far. Which in the overall scheme of things, it's not. But there is something about Dollarama's and, and these dollar store in general's mission statements.
1: Yeah, but the mission statements were put out but two decades ago when these things started out. like They started out a long time ago, and getting a product for a dollar was easy. Right. You can't anymore. Shipping has gone up. Keep in mind, all of our supply chain issues are basically in regards to shipping. Right. Everything is caused by shipping. Right. So as gas goes up, as as diesel goes up, as shipping goes up, we don't have enough truckers. All that raises the cost, and it's not the trucker's fault. We just don't have enough truckers. So they order it and they have to order it eight months out and they're holding on to it. And now they have to pay interest on their loans and everything else. So a $5 item really isn't that much. But in fairness, those things are all true, but that's not what
0: Dollarama delivers. Dollarama, it says in its name, Uh we see Dollarama uh, and, and that dollar store becoming huge sources of groceries now. Yeah. Whereas before it was novelties and it was yes. that thing for your garden you didn't want to get. These
1: have become grocery destinations. <laughs> the stuff you now. knew you were going to destroy. Exactly. Fuck, okay. I'll pay that. Exactly. <laughs> you're well, it through, when right? you're broke and when you're young, I remember going to these places and going, I need cutlery. Oh, look right? at that. They're 25 cents each. I can buy eight exactly. exactly. So
0: when you start shifting into things like $5, I mean, if you compare that to 2 or $3, that's a huge uptick in a bill, yeah. right? And the reality on the road is, These dollar stores are concentrated in areas that are economic deserts sometimes. Low
1: income, almost always. I'm not sure, and my personal opinion, where this doesn't get them beat up a little bit. It is getting getting them very beat up. It is getting them very beat up. The problem is, is the goods are costing them more, and they have to charge more. We're not increasing incomes. Yes. And this is a huge issue we have. We're not increasing incomes at all. Right. In regards to changing how much the economy is changing and how much food is going up, you look at food is up anywhere from eight to eighteen yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Most people only got a three. I know people that are making a hundred thousand that got a three percent raise, and they're like, "It's not going to cover my food." How is somebody that's making thirty thousand going to do this? So, is it fair that they're do- putting five dollar items in? Yes. Should they change their name? Yes. But what do they change it to? Five dollars and more, because some items are still a dollar. Sure enough,
0: but you know it's only a matter of time. Yeah, because this this is this is the trial balloon. Everything's going to five. I just think that if you're going to occupy such a niche in society, which there is no doubt that these dollar stores do now, you know, and you're going to make yourself important and viable to communities, like I, I, you're right. I get I get the economics of this, but I'm not sure they got to come up with a better plan here.
1: But, and I don't know I I don't know what it can be. I honestly I think the only plan is is to give more money to low income employees so they can afford this.
0: Why go to a dollarama at that rate when you can go to a dollar? Or for, sorry, to a grocery store,
1: same price. But you can't, at five. But you can't. That at five at a grocery store is now eight or nine. It's it's it, 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 like it's going up across Fair the board. Enough. These dollar stores aren't raising their profit margins. They're not looking at it and rubbing their hands together and. Going, oh, we're going to make more money. It was, oh my God, we're not making any money on this anymore. We have to raise it. For instance, Value Village. I don't know if you saw the big uproar in Value Village this week. Someone's been going through their stores and taking pictures and saying, look at this store, Value Village. The whole idea behind Value Village was it was for low income families yeah. to be able to go in and buy secondhand goods that yeah. were in good shape yeah. at a really cheap price because everything is donated. Well the image
0: that kicked everything off was $5 for an empty wine bottle displayed on a shelf yeah. and people went what cuz it was a wine it bottle It was
1: a wine bottle somebody took the label off it and they were yeah. charging 5 so But this is what I'm talking about you see they so they're straying by
0: doing that Yeah right of their what we expect their business model to be
1: Yeah and I just I you know I don't know what the I don't know what the I don't know what the answer for that is is because I know how much things have gone up across the board for everything True. from raw materials all the way through.
0: Name an area.
1: And, and what, what does a store do like that? Do they just say, okay, we're going to take a loss in everything and we're going to go out of business? Or do they say, okay, we have to raise it in order to stay in business. And once we raise it, we know it's going to hurt people. But, you know, in the end, we still look at the go and go, and this is my problem. They look at their employees and go, "We know we're raising the prices. We're not going to give you a raise." Oh, that's so their employees can't even afford the stuff in their exactly, store anymore.
0: Exactly. Right. And you, so and uh, and I also get that we are in a, an extenuating circumstances time. Like I would like it if they would like look at what's happened with Loblaw's and Frito Lay's, Loblaw's who has so many bad things <laughs> they're involved in, actually stood up here for the right thing. Because Frito-Lay said, well, we got to charge more. And they said, well, you can't charge more. Sorry. And Frito-Lay said, well, we're taking our ball and going home. Like, that argument is reflective of this. Because, yeah. because like, if, if these businesses came out and said, okay, listen, we got another 18 months of this crap, okay, just because of supply chain and stuff. But in 18 months, it, we're going to drop everything 30%. But they're not going to say that. No. they're th- This is the new norm. They're not <laughs> going back. This 168 gas is being floated. I remember 98 gas said it's gas was a
1: horrible idea. I remember when hit gas hit 65 and I'm like,
0: how Come much? Come on! Right? So this, you're you're being
1: floated on this. Here's the interesting thing. Anybody that has any sympathy for Loblaws, they're misguided. Loblaws buys all their food two years out pretty much. Well, sure. So and and there's
0: come a, in, in fairness, there's a whole game that yeah. goes into stocking yes. grocery stuff. Well, yeah,
1: and they're very it's expi- like it's very. Ex- Loblaws makes a lot of money. Yes, and Frito Lay came out and basically said, "Hey, you know what? Potatoes have gone through the roof. There's a potato blight that happened. We we can't get enough potatoes. We have to raise the price order for us to be able to continue making them." And they were making profit. They made great profit. But Loblaws made great profit this year too. Why couldn't Loblaws come halfway and go, "Okay, we get it. We get. There's been a really huge supply chain issue." And we're willing to meet you halfway. Right. But they weren't. They were just like, no. Yeah. Right? So, and I know this is That'd how this is how it worked in meat. Because when, for instance, when we had brisket at one point, Loblaws buys their brisket two years out. <laughs> Woo! Just so everybody knows, Chris just had a, another sip of his drink and he's like, whoa! <laughs> I'm uh, alive! So Loblaws <laughs> bought all their brisket two years out. And they were coming out. And, and Loblaws was flat out coming out and saying to people, Hey. There's nothing wrong with the supply chain. Beef prices are still the same. Anybody that's raising their prices is trying to rip you off. And restaurants really? were standing there going, what? It's gone up 60% in the last three months. What are you talking about? So now restaurants and small mom-and-pop groceries who are paying way more, like, way more for their beef mm-hmm. had to come out and say, we're, we can't do this. So they raised all their prices, people stopped buying from the butcher shop because they could go to Loblaw's and get it cheaper and a and get it cheaper, and they come they stopped buying from the small butcher shops because it's so expensive. 2 years later, Loblaw's has to raise their prices. Prices have actually come down in beef, and they're telling everybody beef's gone up. Right. And yeah, it, it hasn't. Come on. It's now. actually come down. Right. Beef has never come back down.
0: Right. Well, right? this is the big lawsuit that's been launched this week in Quebec with the meat prices. They found they, they're they're after price fixing. Oh, yeah. Uh, we went through the bread gate. are going to get
1: know, a whole $25 price... from that, too. Right. Exactly, <laughs> right? But, I mean, it,
0: it, this is not an unusual thing. I just wonder if people are a little more savvy now because the bills are getting bigger, and they're, they're going to start saying, hold on a minute. You know, like, you're playing me for a bit of a fool here, maybe.
1: Yeah. You know, it might not be true, but they're going to feel that way. Do you think it's because it's hitting... Do you think it's because it's hitting more of the middle class? Yes. More of our middle class is not be the middle class anymore. Yes. And and they're start right. and they're starting to see it. They're starting where they were always able to make their bills. Where somebody that was hat was the low end and minimum wage. Yeah. They could never make their bills and they were always in desperation. And now people that are only making that are making two or three dollars above and they're, they're kind of able it's to exactly float what it is. are now like I can't do that anymore.
0: Yeah. It's not seniors and the underemployed anymore. It's the families with two parents working yeah, are suddenly going, you know, my grocery bill, I've got a 20 year old and a 17 year old in this house. My, bur- my, my grocery bill, if I'm not careful, can be 400 a week if I'm not, you yeah. know, you know, and that's not, I'm not, you know, having barrels of cheese puffs in the house, no. you know, like I'm just getting the bare minimums here. No, I know. how. And to- that's real because that, that takes away the mo- extra money I'd have for gas for a longer,
1: anything, any recreation. Chris, this is a real conversation in my house. Cause I was brought up in a, we didn't have a lot of money when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, after my parents separated, we were very, it was very tough times. So I, I realized what it's like to be, not have any food, to be ha- having, being hurt and family yeah. members having to kick in. Mm-hmm. And at one time, family members could kick in, but they can't anymore. Right. The food bank could get, kick point. in, but they can't anymore. Yeah. So I'm very frugal with my food at home. Like we're, v- my family is, a lot of people think I'm insane, mm-hmm. but Most people can't do what I do. I have the training for it. I have years of training on how to make food. So I can pull, like I did the chicken stock this week. I was able to pull apart the three chickens I bought from Costco, make my own stock, cut apart the chickens. And when I was done, $32 worth of chicken was actually at a retail rate of about $60. So -hmm. I saved our family $30 by that. But the average family can't do that. I look at my wife every day and I go, I don't understand how people are doing this. I flat out don't understand they're having to choose between eating and paying rent. Mm-hmm. And frankly, in most cases they choose to skip eating. Yeah. Well, and that's in fairness terrifying.
0: right now, you have the time to do all those things, rip the chicken apart. You know, you're talking about two people working or a single parent, that preparation yeah. time doesn't exist well, and I'm, to, and I'm, to augment the bill. And like I'm
1: that. good at it and I can do yeah, it quickly. Sure, so like exactly. doing, the, doing the chicken stock only takes it a total of maybe 20 minutes. Like I right. say to you, it's all about planning, right? Yeah. But it, it only takes 20 minutes, but that means somebody has to learn how to do that. And, 25 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, somewhere along the line, our parents chose not to teach their kids how to do it.
0: Yes. That's, because we
1: didn't need to anymore. That's right. Because you could buy ready-made food. You could buy a, a chicken stock. It's already made in the store. Why Central. would you do it yourself? Which was a fair point because yeah. it made more sense. It took more time to do it at home and it cost less money to buy it from the store. No, that's not the way it is anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, in fairness, I learned to cook because, well, my mother couldn't <laughs> and wouldn't. So I discovered pretty early on if I wanted some things that I enjoyed that wasn't lentil loaf or something like that.
1: Lentil loaf. That oh, sounds dude. delicious.
0: I came out one time and I saw this, this casserole on the top of the cook stove. And it was had this what looked like chalk on the top. And I was like, oh, my God, mom is like finally giving up this. <laughs> And it was lentil, and it was the biggest letdown of my
1: life. We have so many lentils. Uh, I have some lentils at home. Oh, uh, of course
0: you do. We, no, Did you I, grow them yourself? No, no. She the back?
1: I have a real issue. This is the whole out of sight, out of mind thing. <laughs> I, we have a real issue in our house. I love cooking, and I go to the grocery store, and I'm like, hey, you know what? We should buy, and the perfect ex- example is pot barley. Okay. Barley, barley, like barley soup, barley stew is okay. so good. Okay. Like so All good. Right. All right. I would never think to grab a bag of ba- let let's, barley. Let's buy some barley. Okay. Buy barley, go home. We put it away and we promptly forget about it. Right. And then four or five months later, we go to the store and I'm like, we should have beef <laughs> barley soup. And Beth will be like, I don't know if we have any barley at home. We'll buy another bag. So with my t- having time off, I've had time to go through my house. We have like 48 pounds of pot barley at home. I'm like, how are we going to eat all this? Like, this is insane. But we also had lentils. And I'm like, why do we have so, so many have lentils? We pot barley and lentils, We boy. never eat lentils in our house. I'm like, cool. why do we have so many lentils? And Beth's like, I bought them by mistake. And we have like eight-pound bags of them.
0: <laughs> I, I remember once I knew somebody had a, like, like a 10-pound bag of lentils. And then one day I came over and the bag was empty on the counter. And I go, hey, you ate the lentils? He goes, no, I put them in a pillow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's actually a brilliant idea. It would be so comfortable. It would just like form around your head. <laughs> that's the usefulness of the
0: lentil. Yeah, I like that. But uh, yeah, I guess you can't have too big a bag of lentils. No, it's so I I,
1: of- I think the end of the story for the Dollarama is they have to raise their prices. We just have to really, we have to start as a society looking at it and going minimum wage. Well, that isn't that's, enough.
0: No, that's the bigger thing. I I, I I think that's a great question. I do believe that we're living in a time where corporate responsibility is a bit of a joke right now. Uh, I think that they can say or do a lot of things. It's easy for me to say that. But I don't think you're necessarily wrong with that last comment, too. I mean, times are going to change. I just wish they'd do this, like, be honest about if it's temporary or not. Right? just say, we're going to do this now, and I don't understand what the problem with that is. I think this is the biggest transference of wealth
1: in human history. Yes, it is. The people that have made
0: money during this pandemic. Or people that have
1: money. Yes. And not a little bit of it. They already have a billion dollars. You don't need any more. they need another billion dollars. Yeah. It's crazy what's going on. It's insane how fast they're transferring it. It's insane how corporations are looking at it and going, we're really sorry, but we have to raise prices. You know, we just can't afford this anymore. Oh, and by the way, we made $32 billion last year. Wait a minute. How about you just take some of that away? And keep sure. the prices low. No, no. Yeah. We have to make that money because yeah. we have to pay our stockholders. Yeah.
0: And the problem is, is that say that's the other grocery store are doing that, people then go,
1: well, let's go to Dollarama and get the stuff we need. And now, and now they're they going to go to Dollarama and they can't do it there. I suggest so buying what happens? in the spring or as soon as end of May, fresh farms will start popping back up in Ontario. Right. If you're in Ontario or anywhere else in Canada, start buying local produce as much as you can as fast as you can and stop buying it from the grocery store. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do uh, a big grow around stately cobb this year. We're gonna grow
0: some lettuce this year, our own peppers, and we're gonna we're gonna make a bigger run. it.
1: We started growing uh, our own lettuce at home. Just yeah. re- we've grown it before, right. uh, but uh, and I love doing hydroponics at home. We have a small room right. set up for hydroponics. Right. And uh, when we haven't been able to get, I don't know about you, but in Ontario, we haven't been able to get romaine lettuce anywhere for a long time that it, was even reasonably priced. Yeah,
0: that's the problem.
1: You know, you can't buy it at Costco. Expensive. Celery, they just got celery back in for the first time in a month and a half. Yeah. And I, you know, about a month and a half ago, I just said to Beth, I said, do you mind if I pull out the, because it takes up room, right? And it takes some time. I said, do you mind if I start growing our lettuce again? And she's like, no, do it. Set it up. Let's get, let's get a room. Let's just start doing it as a dedicated thing. Because this happens every year at this time. And usually it's not a big deal. It's usually like, oh, it's $4 a head. Well, that's a bit much. This year it hit $7 a head at one point. And it's like $7 a head. I'm not going to have, I'll have frozen peas.
0: (laughs) It's that's true, and that's that's the kind of decision they force you into. Yeah, because you're right. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. It is insane. Oh, speaking of insane, this uh, this wild turkey's yeah, insane. Yeah, you're lucky. I mean, <laughs> that's right. How's your carbonated veteran? See what,
1: hap- see, what ha- see what happens when I don't have alcohol during this? I get like an angry.
0: <laughs> and I'm just
1: being giddy boy. Yeah.
0: This is wonderful <laughs> well, you're with me whiskey. are at that alcohol level. <laughs> <laughs> this is wonderful stuff. Um, I want to take us back to our youth a little bit, though, as yeah. we head into the big topic now. Excuse me let I take a sip here. Mm. <laughs> so good. Uh, because there was an interesting announcement from Kraft Peanut Butter this week. Right. Uh, that they were retiring the Kraft Peanut Butter Bears. Really? Uh, I didn't know their names. Crunchy and Smoothie makes sense now that I hear it. <laughs> but they're retiring those mascots after 60 years. And you and I... Are of a certain age when mascots and marketing were a real thing, right? It, it, it's like nowadays, it's the game has changed. So, I, I, I just thought it'd be fun to look back because I mean, I can remember I wanted Count Chocula because of the commercial I see saw on the air,
1: right? Well, like was, you you
0: it, bought into these characters. What was the other? Fruit
1: Loops? Fruit Loops. Two can Sam. Sam. Uh, Tony the Tiger. Right. Um, all the McDonald's characters, uh, Burger King, you know, Wendy's Wendy. Yes. Um, all those things were, and they were geared towards children every single every time. single one of them.
0: But and it wasn't even just necessarily fast food stuff. You had all kinds of characters that w- just made things palpable for families. Yeah. Right. Which is what the thinking of
1: that. Well, was. it was a lot of groceries, a lot of a lot of cereals. Yeah. Every cereal I had a mascot. Um, except my dad made us so eat Odeos. Odeos. <laughs> Which didn't have a, a mascot. <laughs> the ODO wasn't a yeah. mascot. Word Don't you remember, remember the cereal bags you used to be able oh, to get yeah. they were <laughs> they oh, were the man. big ones. Puffed rice. Mm. Yeah, I was just
0: gonna say, man. I so I remember once I had to eat it all the time. I puffed oh. right. Oh, it's just I mean my mouth is getting dry just thinking <laughs> of it right now. Oh. Well, I'm getting that. Uh, and I remember I went over to a friend's house and he was like Oh, we're gonna have sugar crisp for breakfast. And I was Oh, it's sugar crisp. She goes and I go, This is puffed rice. Yeah. What
1: do you do? Coated in sugar. <laughs> they they cool they fooled you by putting sugar on it. it. It's it's okay. It was covered in sugar. Yeah. I remember I remember going down south to I have family that live in South Carolina and uh we used to go down there, and they had the most amazing cereals. Really? Oh, I, they used to have corn pops, I think they were. Yeah. I, I fell in love with those. I had honey. I had the Honeycomb down there for the first time ever when right. I was a kid because their parents bought them. I, I think their right. parents, I remember eating it down there, and I think their parents bought them. I was right. young when I used to go down there. Um, and I never got sugar cereals at home. No, I was—I
0: never allowed to. Yeah, I put brown sugar in the bottom of the bowl so mom couldn't see over the top of the shreddies. Yeah,
1: yeah, and now now I'm a big fan of like Raisin sure. Bran. Oh, no, <laughs> such a middle aged guy. Holy, cow. so old. Actually, Cranberry Nut Crunch is my biggest. Oh, I wish they had guy. a mascot. I wonder what it would be. <laughs> an old guy with a two thumbs up. I'm regular. Yeah, they've got.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <a> regular guy. <laughs> <laughs> the mascot thing is dead, though. Well, this is my question, eh? Because. I, what has caused that? Do you think that we're it's we're too cynical a society now or something? Because, I mean, we bought this stuff wholeheartedly back
1: then. Yeah, in the there day. was a real there was so marketing is really relatively in the grand scheme of thing. Our modern life is very new. Um, that like you can't true. look back at history and go in the in the 1920s. Oh my God, look at the ads they had. Yeah. they were crappy drawings of women washing dishes. But they were still personality ads and character ads. But they were personality and character ads. They were horrible ads. I don't sure. know if you ever look back at them. They're like, oh my, they exactly. said what? <laughs> exactly. Um, but then they started marketing towards children. And that's really where it first started. It was marketing towards children. You had the state marshmallow man. And I think the very first. The concept of nuclear family. Right, I think the very first this. mascot was the, uniro- the, the Uni- Michelin Ro- man. Yeah, yeah. I think he was the very first mascot. Could be. But then but they started. Another iconic image. Yeah, but then they started marketing towards kids. And in the 60s and 70s, they, our generation, 60s, 70s, and 80s, was heavily marketed towards yes. children. Because we had Saturday morning cartoons back Saturday then. Saturday morning cartoons. We had the figurines. We yep. had, you know, every cereal you could imagine, all the junk food you could eat, you know, yep. Starburst, everything else. Yep. They all had their thing yep. Skittles. Sure. Um, and then parents got wise to it. And it's the nag factor. Did they? Do you think that it was parents that got wise to it? I really I think it's consumer back to consumer organizations I, got wise to it and said you gotta stop this. It's not fair to the parents.
0: And then the parents started feeling guilty and yeah. started reading and then you pintoed everybody and stopped buying Pintos.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because otherwise you walk through a store mm-hmm. and you hear kids crying, yeah. I want that. Yeah. Tony but the Tiger says it's good. I really
0: think that there's also something to what I just said about Saturday morning cartoons because that I mean I remember as a kid that you would do everything to, to watch cartoons on Saturday morning, and that was three hours of marketing. A hundred percent. That doesn't exist now, but that was a capture. There wasn't a kid that didn't want to watch Saturday morning cartoons. When was the
1: last time you watched Saturday morning cartoons? I
0: can't, I don't, are there any on anymore? Yeah.
1: If I want to watch a cartoon, do I can you, watch anywhere. Do you
0: have the Amazon Prime? Uh, I do not have Amazon Prime. I have a bunch of other things. But.
1: So uh, you can find them on YouTube, and you can find them on Amazon Prime. They have all the old classic cartoons. Oh, yeah. They're terrifying. <laughs> Some of them are, eh? My daughter and son watch it, and they're like, this is so incredibly incorrect. I yeah. can't believe they're allowing Bugs Bunny to smoke a cigar. It's crazy. <laughs> it, it, Some it, of the it, things.
0: Yeah. It's the language, it's just. It's. it's, it's <laughs> Crazy how quickly that all turned around. Absolutely.
1: Thank goodness, but you know. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun for us when we were kids. Yeah. I, I look at it now, and I don't we think I'd want better. my kids to watch it, but they marketed towards us. Right. There was there was stuff in the ads. There was stuff in the in the cartoons that were like, buy this. You yeah, sure. look at what we're eating. It's and that's what we geared towards. I think getting rid of the mascots wasn't necessarily a bad thing. You're gonna have people that are always gonna be like, Oh, it didn't hurt us, but it did hurt us. It wasn't good for us.
0: Yeah, you know, you're right. It did. It did. It wasn't, and it was, it was very, it was there was nothing innocent about it. No, it I mean, was enjoyable it was directed, for us. Yeah.
1: But it was a directed attack. Yeah. But that was adults trying to get children to get their parents to buy things. Right. When we started up Buster Rhinos, one of the conversations that I had my sister, myself, uh, my wife, um, and a couple other people had was about, do we, we had, a, we actually had an idea for a mascot for Buster Rhinos and we actually ended up stopping it because we started looking into the nag factor and we're like, that's not actually that cool. Mm-hmm. So Beth and I made the decision, like, let's just not do that. But we actually had a, a mascot that was that lived in the swamps of Louisiana or, oh, yeah. or South Carolina. I that you remember
0: was... the, on your signage you had a, yeah. bit
1: of a logo, right? Well, we had a logo, but it wasn't that. It wasn't okay. geared towards that. But we had actually started that. We have a friend, John Beam, um, who was mm-hmm. looking at doing a logo for it with this, with this mascot and everything in it. And we decided, you know, we don't want ha- to be that egg factor company. Mm-hmm. Right. Because McDonald's had just started going through with that with Grimace and everything else. Sure. When they were when they, they they got rid of the toys and the Happy Meal because those toys and we were talking about this slightly earlier before we started recording was about the glasses we used to get. Yeah, yeah. I wanted those yeah. prizes, man. Star Wars glasses. Oh, you wanted those things. You wanted them. You used to go to what was it, Mother's Pizza and they used oh, to have the one. <laughs> pizza.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But that was right? the, so that's why I wonder if doing things like removing craft peanut butter removing these mascots you know d- doesn't really do good versus harm in marketing because I you know always hear they market to young people blah 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 uh, but I, I, I just wonder if we're not abandoning a pillar by throwing away these things I mean this isn't like they're they're doing something new or something they, like they like, they're removing an icon after 26 years right but all icons disappear. Do they, though? Ever, yeah. Name name the big ones. They don't disappear. They may go away, but they... Zeus.
1: Ronald McDonald.
0: Zeus. Zeus. You see Zeus on ads, But
1: you don't see him anybody do, doing stuff like that with him anymore. This is what I'm saying. Like, but things, Ronald McDonald? You don't see Ronald McDonald anymore. Oh, what do you mean? Where do you see him? I, everywhere. I never see Ronald McDonald. Well, Compared you to when we that, were kids. Now I'm suddenly
0: going, okay, when was the last time I saw Ronald McDonald?
1: Right. Because they're taking it away because they realize that it's nag marketing towards kids. And every everything changes. You've been in radio long enough that you know everything eventually goes away. Well, things just, that were awesome in the seventies, hey, welcome to Jim Jones barbecue hour, right? That's all gone. It's the, repackaged. It's not gone. It's well, it's repackaged. It's repackaged, right? But they're, so they're repackaging things, and just keep this in mind as well. We were brought up considerably differently than your children were brought up, or yeah. my children were brought up. This is true. My kids have never had TV. Yep. We don't really. Eh? Yeah, we we we. It's not that we keep it away from them. They have access to Netflix. They have access to stuff like that. My kids never see commercials. And they go to a friend's house and they have commercials. And they're like, that's the most annoying thing I've ever seen. I'm a huge commercial freak. I love commercials. Yeah, that horrifies me. I work in a, in a commercial enterprise. That horrifies me. I don't think my daughter's ever listened to a radio station, Chris say
0: those things to me. I I make up for it. I make up for it.
1: I listen to radio, specifically your show, all the time. Thank you. I I actually do. I I listen. It's funny. You and I have known each other long enough, and I've always, there was years ago, I was like, when are you guys going to start going from oldies, oldies to oldies, my age, oldies, and you guys have done that over the last couple of years, and I love it. I'm like, I'm always listening to the station now, but my kids don't. They consume media completely different, even to the point where I talk to my daughter. She's 15. Emily's 15. She's a very smart young lady. And I ask her, like, we're having this is what we're trying to do with this. And she's like, you can't do it the way you're doing it. These are the things you have to change. And I'm like, why? She's like, we'll never, I'll never watch it. I'm 15. I'll never ever watch it because you don't do these things. But
0: do you think oh. it's good or bad that she's not going to respond to marketing? I mean, because I think that marketing teaches a couple of lessons. One of them is honesty, your own ability to, to pick honesty. Mm-hmm. Your own ability. Like right now. We, we don't have to go into misinformation in the media nowadays. So we're losing those abilities to train ourselves to do that. I think things like mascots and things draw you into a product and maybe get you proactively thinking, or am I just way?
1: Well, do you think marketing is the right person to be teaching people about marketing, or do you think it should be? No, but it's the only vehicle there is. A parent's job to say this is what you should be doing.
0: You know what the problem with that, Daryl? And you're absolutely right on paper, but that's not the reality on the road. That, that, that doesn't happen. I know. You know if, if, if the uptake was that way, then you're absolutely right. But do I and want the person selling my way.
1: daughter stuff, teaching her how to mar- to listen to the marketing? Yeah, but how do you
0: stop your daughter from finding about stuff unless there's marketing? Now, she may choose not to consume what's marketed to her, but if the marketing is not happening, so she's going to live in her bubble. She's going to be isolated from...
1: That marketing is still happening. My daughter knows so oh, many... Sure. In, in, so she consumes media differently than us. She w- doesn't watch movies anymore. Right.
0: Well, she's because she, she's in a world of targeted media now. Well, it's not just targeted media. She listens to podcasts. Yeah, but again, that's targeted media. Right. right? The, the the search function is looking for keywords in her search, and she's getting targeted. She doesn't do social media. But she's getting her okay. But she's getting her podcasts through. She like,
1: watches. She, well, she what she'll do is she'll listen to. The, she's a platform. She listens she's to a company a called a, a group called The Yard. Right. Um, and there's. The, <laughs> Uh, there's another one she listens to called, and Emily's going to be so impressed that I remember this. <laughs> the Tiny Meat Gang. I love the name of it. The Tiny, <laughs> Tiny Meat, Meat Gang. Gang. But they're young guys, young girls that are just chatting about current issues that they see, right. and they're, they'll talk about things. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I have this new water bottle. I love it.
0: But how are they promoting their show? Their,
1: their, their niche marketing? I game. actually don't know because I'm, I'm not a 15-year-old girl. <laughs> right. So I don't know how she's finding out about these shows. I know she is. Right. I don't know how. And right. I will ask her and inquire. Right. Because the,
0: the question becomes then, okay, I, I'm, I'm all prepared to be convinced that marketing's evil. <laughs> I'm, I'm prepared to accept that. I have had seen af- ample evidence of this in my life. I just I wonder when you know we say we're in a saturated media market with this information, but you still have to get it because what's the reverse is happening. People are only going to what their algorithm reads them leads them to. and this is where marketing has to come. You got to break those barriers and cross right like yeah i think this and is i'm not saying they're accomplishing that but this is like this is my pie in the sky goal that i think is being missed right now
1: and i think this is i think this is the this is the issue that media that not media but marketing companies are running into is how do how media. how do they I don't think it's fair because I I don't I think media is looking at it as a different way. Like you you're media's gun shy right now. Yeah hugely and hugely m- gun shy ma- marketing companies are like how do we do this? Like yes. T V commercials aren't working the way they're used to because people don't watch T V exactly. Um, radio doesn't work the way they used to because people are listening to their album on, you know, one of the yeah. Things. I listen to, I love radio. I actually right. like the commercial break. I like being able to switch and seeing right. what's on there. Sure, sure. And that's how I get most of my advertisements. Chris, the one of the best things that ever happened to me was getting rid of my TV. And really the biggest is. reason that was, my kids have no idea what to ask for for Christmas. <laughs> and they virtually don't. We ask <laughs> well, them. there's
0: some benefit to that. What do
1: you want? What do you want? Even for their birthday. My son's birthday just passed. What do you want? And he's like, yeah. oh, i like a game. What else? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Whereas I remember when I was a kid, I had a laundry list. Like I could roll it out exactly. like a shopping cart exactly. list and yeah. they don't have that. So yeah. they're, they're looking, they're now looking, instead of looking for things that they don't know that they. So instead of being shown things that they don't need and being convinced that they need this. Right. Right. They're looking up things they need for what they're enjoying and doing.
0: Except that they're looking up things they're exposed to. It's different right? Like if, if your kids are Googling off the line, then good for them. I mean, that's the way it should be done. But that's not what the actual thing is, right? Like my kids, if my son goes, uh, I want to buy a, a pair of hiking boots because my son loves to be outdoors. He's going to be inundated with hiking boots, right? But he's not necessarily going to be inundated with the hiking boot that's good for him. He's going to be inundated with the one that the algorithm says most people want to know, yeah. Right, so, and I'm just worried about that step right in there. I get what you mean, and good for you for doing that because I think you're actually going to raise more proactive kids because of that.
1: And I, so I understand that. I worry. That. I worry what's lost in that. So one of the, I, you, you're gonna hate and me. And that may be the whiskey speaking. You're gonna hate me because I, I am, I'm the guy that also knows about the internet very well, right. and I've had all ads shut off on my house for two years. So we don't get any search geared ads at all. Good news, bad news though. A lot of better better
0: news than bad news. But well, we still it, bad we news. initially
1: did it because we were on such limited data, right? Um, that we could go through all of our data in a month, right? Just on ads, right? Um, so we we were only like at the country where we live in the country, there was no high speed, so you couldn't get unlimited data. Right. So when we we're surfing the internet. We had to be careful about what TV shows sure. we were watching, what sure. YouTube we were watching. And it started, it really started because YouTube was showing, we went from one ad per YouTube uh, video to two ads. Or you could pay $15 a month and have no ads. Right. And we did that. And our YouTube viewing changed because it was fantastic that we didn't have to pay mm-hmm. for ads. Then it went to, we bought a couple of years ago, we bought a, what's called the Eros, which is a mesh system for our entire house to do the network. It's, a, it's an Amazon thing, which means they're just buying, they're taking our data and using it, but they block all ads. So you can't see any ads in our house. Um, you go to Google and you try and click on any of the ads, and they won't come up type of thing. right So we do lose some things, but we're really it's really targeted. Like when we want to find something out, we have to actually search for what we're looking for. And I can say, as a family, I don't believe that we're losing or missing anything because of that.
0: The devil's advocate in me says, though, that you don't know that. And that's my concern. Now, you in this, I think you've just laid out the perfect case of how to. But if we don't that. know
1: that, then what's the harm?
0: Well, there is harm because what you're doing is now your your subconscious is being directed by someone else's exposure and listen the the, the the very nature of human nature is what's over the horizon right yeah. this is what drove us from the very beginning that curiosity that it, our ex- way to express our ingenuity to solve problems right right that was always because we were confronted with unknown things i think we're moving away from that i think we're being confronted with things that tailor into our universe now so sure. you may find out the perfect way to do this but it might just be because the person that wrote it, wrote it real well, and it makes sense to you. Whereas somebody else could have an alternative to that that makes more sense, but that's not, you're not getting that. Right. Right. And that's, that's the slope that I worry about. And that unfortunately is more exposure.
1: And I think that's always, as, horrible been, I, as that is. I think in some cases, that's the way it's always been throughout history. There's always been somebody that's written a better, yep. but you, if you don't see it, it doesn't matter. Um, some of the best things in history have been lost because somebody wrote like true the enough. perfect case in point is our DC power we, if 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 um, Thomas Edison and um, Tesla didn't have a fight over the way power That's was
0: true. we that would have true.
1: it would be a, it would be a nightmare universe we lived in right now yeah
0: right so but would they have known each about each other in this day and age or would have just been the
1: Tesla theory would but be how, here did they, and how did Einstein they did they here but they found out about themselves when they didn't have it? Well, because they had to communicate, though, right? They were we forced have, in a situation. We still have to communicate, and I don't disagree. Do I, we,
0: I, y- we, we you're, you're kind of led where you want to go, right? Trust me, I'm in the communications I know. business. Well, you we need people I
1: all the time. You know, you know the business better than I do, uh. and I, I just, from, for what I look for, my family has very varied tastes in a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. So and we, that's the antithesis. Yeah. of The system. But it, we're, that not works just, for you. we're not just. We're not just. I'm not saying anybody. I'm not saying anybody is. Sorry, I pulled away from my mic. If I got quiet there for a second. Um, I'm not saying anybody is necessarily a couch potato or doesn't do things. My family may be overactive. Right. In what we do. So we do spend a lot of time uh, looking at things, doing things. I'm constantly looking at the things I enjoy online, which always... If I find somebody I really like... I always tease Beth about this. She has a... a um, what is it uh, when you have a whole bunch of one purpose, per- like a whole bunch of horses or whatever? He, she's got stable of horses. She's got a stable of boyfriends. That <laughs> okay. I tell her all the time. <laughs> Beth has a stable of boyfriends, and everybody that she watches that has a man online. Oh, it's her boyfriend. Okay. It drives her nuts, right? <laughs> well, she's got a. She watches a couple guys. Uh, Joshua Wiseman, who's a cook, and there's a few people like that. And this is where I tend to find my information that I need. Uh, they do the things that I enjoy doing, and they get products either given to them or they buy them. Uh, I've done a lot of media like that where people have either given me stuff or I've bought it because I like it and I talk about it. And we'll get into that. You, yeah. We'll talk about your, yeah. your setup here and yeah. talk about my cooking stuff and what I use, and yeah. it just comes naturally. Yeah. Um, but I listen to them. You know, I look at them and go, oh, that's... I like that idea. Why am I not doing that? Why is, I need to buy that pot because that's the pot I need to get because I trust him because he doesn't do a good job. He does have really good recipes. He, he I still think he's annoying Beth, right. but it, it's, uh, he, he's got really good recipes. He really, really does. So when he says, this is the product I use to make this, I will look at that right away.
0: But do you, do you, do you look at that product critically and try to find if there's an alternative to that product, or do you just buy yeah. the fact that he's tested it, he likes it, so that product must be for me? I'm so cheap, that's Chris. The, that's the advocating. I am
1: so crazy cheap. No I will look at every product. Yeah.
0: Because that's the counter.
1: It really is. I'll, I'll look at every product, and he'll be like, I like this, this, and I'll look at it. And, you know, there's there's a big push, especially in the cooking industry, like you have to buy the best knives. Right. And I'm like, buy the knife that fits your hand.
0: Yes. Well, that's simple true.
1: as that. That's true. You know, I, there should be a knife service. And I hear these guys come out and say, this is the best knife. And it's uh, like, eh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm just concerned that we're living more and more in a place where um, that Bell and Tesla may, nowadays may not have that collaboration anymore because the camps would be so against each other. The, yeah. the information would be what is, you know, the most generic of it.
1: But everything's like that. Th- those Your grocery store, you, you you have a very limited supply of groceries you can buy mm-hmm. because grocery stores are choosing what you can have. True. Um, for instance, spice. I'm a spice monger, always have been. I When I had to, Buster Rhinos, we were part of the company with spice mongers. We carried a ton of different spices. I have a spice collection that would make even the most advent person that loves spices jealous. Right. Um, I love spice, and we use it all the time at home. I can't buy the spices I want in the grocery store. A lot of times, I got to make them myself. Right? Like I can't find sage. I can't find dried sage anywhere, and I really, need it. Eh? So I have to. I'm growing my own right now right. because I can't find it, and I'll dry my own. Problem solver. But this is, <laughs> this is this. <laughs> but this is the issue, right? No. You go into a grocery store, or you go into a, a record store, or you go in. Like records are bad for this. They only bring in what they want. Yeah. So when you go in and go, I want this, and there's so many different media people now. I want this. Oh, sorry, we don't carry that. Yeah. Or if you go in to buy glasses or anything else, it's always the same thing. You're very limited in what you can buy. And not only are you limited in what you can buy, for instance, 90%, I think it's 90 I can't remember the exact number, but it's a crazy number. Like 90% of all glasses are made by one company. Seriously? Yes. Really, eh? Yes. It's an insane amount. So people are like, look at my glasses. They're the best. Right. And they're not. They're exactly the same as the guy's glasses over there that he bought for half the cost, right. and they're made on the same line at the same time with right. the same lens in them because it makes sense for the yeah. company to do that because it's cheaper. Another bit info you're not getting, though, right? Right, Another but how do you to... get that unless you know somebody in the industry? I'm right. lucky because I know a couple people in the industry that, right. like, a very, very good friend of mine, his wife was in the industry for years, and she's like, that doesn't matter. Go buy sunglasses from anywhere. They're all made by the same company. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, the UV protection on them is... In a lot of cases, exactly the same, unless yeah. you're buying specialized glasses. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, is is a is a couple of teddy bears going to make that different? Different.
0: You know, yeah. Cause, well, I'm concerned we're losing touchstones. I guess is what it is. But no, I mean, this is the argument of our ages, right? Yeah. Because this 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 isn't going back in the box. This just is going to keep oozing into whatever degree it gets to. I'm just I'm just worried that we're it's it's. It's not that it's more difficult to find this stuff out, but it's just, it's a heck of a lot easier to just go with what is coming at you.
1: Yeah, and I, I think the problem is, right? I think the problem comes down to this. Corporations are so big, mm-hmm. and they have so much money. And legally, they're people now. And legally, they, for many, many years, they've been legally people, and, and they can do what they want, yep. and they're coming out with, and they're cutting back on products they're not carrying anymore, like McDonald's during the pandemic cut back half their products. We're just not selling. They just announced the other day, oh, yeah, we're bringing McGriddle back. Yeah. They haven't sold it for two years. Sitting on it. Waiting yeah, for the just time. waiting for the time. You know, yeah. wait until we had more customers coming in and buying it, and then they can start selling it again. I'd bring back the McPizza. Um, but it's, so is marketing changing? Our, I think our first or second episode, that's what we we yeah. had talked about then, was what is a changing landscape of media and marketing, which was putting the... Uh,
0: with the Oculus, we're Oculus, talking about
1: the Oculus. The Oculus, and you, we had something else that we were talking about as well. That yeah. you came up and said they're doing this, and I'm like, yeah. "That's amazing! This yeah. is the type of thing we're going to be watching." Targeted by the late the sound. Oh, right, the the sound bubble around your yeah. head. Oh, that's right, so cool. So, to that. but that's right. You're looking forward to that. But there's a lot of people going out there. Wow, oh. now it's really targeted. Yeah. yeah it, well, media has always it's been true. targeted. They do a pretty good job at it. Mm-hmm. Hence, ter- the Toucan. Yeah. Name Sam. Toucan Sam. Yep. You can't, you never see him. In, I don't well, actually, I don't know if you see him in commercials anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna have to check it out now. Now I'm curious, though.
0: Now I have to look at it exactly.
1: But media is changing, marketing's changing, and, mar- and it's scary because marketing's changing faster than we can yes. keep up to it.
0: But <laughs> marketing, and this is always the case, but marketing is full of people who haven't lived it. You know, they're the next generation coming up that nobody. Are you better. sure you're not
1: talking about consultants? Don't even get me going. Oh, we about just made half of our customer, half oh. our
0: listeners so angry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I'm angry. You brought up a consultant <laughs> word. That is a word for boating in this world, Daryl. Uh, thanks, uh, Wild Turkey, because uh, this has been a great conversation because of this uh, lovely beverage.
1: Yeah, and Wild Turkey was one of those alcohols in Ontario that when I was a child, that was swill. If you drank Wild Turkey, you were
0: Funny you say redneck.
1: That. Yes, exactly. Wild Turkey... When Beth and I went to Kentucky a few years ago, right before the pandemic, went and saw a tool, and we went to that distillery, right, and they had some truly fantastic alcohol. I'm still not going to work drink wild turkey out of like the regular old wild turkey off the shelf out of the bottle, but they have some really fantastic whiskey. Marketing. (laughs) <laughs> well, we can't get it up it's here because it's all in the LCBO, and the LCBO doesn't let us have good alcohol that much. That's so. a
0: discussion for another time because that is a monopoly
1: that drives yeah. me crazy. That one you want me to have a couple drinks for. Right. That's that's <laughs> a,
0: that's going to be a rip-roar, that yeah. one, because there's a whole lot of hypocrisy in that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just wanted to, uh, uh, before uh, we get to the uh, eventual conclusion here, I, there was something else I was reading this week I thought would be a good discussion because when the pandemic started, Uh, The Ontario government made the announcement that for driver's license, because, like, my daughter was trying to get her driver's license last year, and it was impossible to get an appointment. And it's still this way. It's ridiculous. So they, at the time, uh, brought in a policy where they were going to ease up on certain driving things like parallel parking and other backing up skills and stuff like that. They just announced this week that they're going to extend that because there's still a big backlog in the system. But I wonder, what is the damage long-term not having people know how to parallel park now. We had a great discussion at the beginning of it, and we're going to start including that as part of the package to our
1: pre game. Yeah, we're, we're going to start sending the pre can yeah. to me, and I'm going to start cutting it up and giving yeah. a little snippet so you guys can yeah. hear them.
0: Because you, you did say something like, Who parallel parks anymore? Yeah. The system's not set up that way, but there was something about the rite of passage about having to do that parallel parking test that gave terror to the thing but it was it was a it was a it was an a coming
1: of age it thing. was a terror right? I, I don't know anybody that took their driving lesson and went in like gleefully rubbing their hands they were going
0: <gasps> i get to parallel park and to this like you could have got your license 35 years ago and you'll still go get c- c- you yep. on this topic
1: yeah and it's easy like par- parallel parking is really very easy people don't understand the concept and they don't grasp it which is fine right who parallel parks anymore? We talked about this. Everything's nothing is nobody shops in downtown cores anymore. And yeah. if they do, there's either a high-rise parking yeah. lot. It's all true. Or there's a parking lot. Yeah. We've taken like in downtown where we we live in Oshawa, they've taken half the parking spots that were on the street away. Right. Because nobody was actually nobody was actually parking in them. Sure and they made the street they made the sidewalks bigger so we could do more things on them it made se- it makes sense but do are we taking away
0: parallel parking because we've evolved as a driving society or are we taking it away because no one wants to teach it no one wants to give that stress in the gold star life we live in nowadays i think i think that there's something very important about high stressful
1: situations in life and learning how to do them it's a foundation you get built yeah California. i you, there may be some in there for that. There absolutely may. But I think it comes down to the real estate is worth more on street than it is for the parking. Cities don't make a lot of money off park parallel because all parallel parking is paid parking.
0: Well, fair enough.
1: And they don't make a lot of money off it. And they make a lot more money off a lot than they right. do off parallel parking. Right.
0: But do, do you not think that you, a, a more of a lesson is taught if you've got to learn to parallel park? Like, to have that skill. Like, that teaches you proactive, right? Like, if, if you're not teaching that, then what's the point of the
1: driver's test? Does it teach you how to be patient and not kill somebody? <laughs> yes. Maybe that's why we have so much road rage right? now. Now, uh, my personal well, belief because is...
0: because no one has to do a damn parallel parking. Yeah. They're more impatient now.
1: Honestly, I think they should take away the parallel parking and hook up a trailer to the back of your car and make you back that up.
0: Oh, well, I would have no problem with that.
1: Yeah, I, I really, no I think that. that's more of a skill... Than parallel parking. Right. I think more people actually back up trailers right. than parallel parking right. here at any given time. And I've seen some people back up trailers and it's just a yeah. nightmare. Well,
0: and, and, You know, those are things you should learn for yeah. a driver's test, though. I remember in my drive, I failed my first driver's test because I was going down the road and I was heading southbound in the in the, uh, in the uh, northbound lane. An ambulance went riding by and I didn't pull over. Because it was in the other lane. It was in the other lane. The driver's turn says, did you see the ambulance? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, you might as well return to the office then.
1: <laughs> you know, and I have never forgotten that. Yeah, when well, that's an Ontario thing. That's not in every right? province, but, and it's not in the States. The act of learning that in my yeah. driver's...
0: Uh, and, and not just in that, but in that high-pressure coming of age... Like, even if you're getting your driver's license in middle age, it is a thing, because you cannot exist without a driver's license in a lot of areas. So that's part of the passage of doing that. And I wonder if we're making those processes easier whether in the end we're screwing ourselves. Yeah, I don't know. Right? I hate
1: parallel parking. I, I do, do too. Do it.
0: I do too. And I'm not, it's, I'm it's not, an easy thing to pick on because of that.
1: Yeah, I'm not fantastic at it. It's not like I drive down through downtown cars and go, ha look yeah. at that. I'll pull into that spot. Right. I'll keep driving until I find one that's a bit easier, maybe on the end. <laughs> I will circle that.
0: <laughs> I will circle. <laughs> maybe they know
1: that's what happens. Maybe that's yeah. why they're like, it's no, no sense, because people yeah. just, even the people that know how to do it, like yeah. don't want to do it because you start doing it yeah. and people behind you get angry. Yeah. there's always some kind of rage sure. incident. Like nobody wants no, to wait for anything true. anymore. So you stop to parallel park, you go forward and you start backing up and people yeah. freak out on you. Yeah. You know, I think they should, te- I think they should teach it. I really do. I think it's a valuable thing because it doesn't Critical matter. You're going to go somewhere and yeah. you're going to have to eventually parallel park. Yeah. What do you do if you can't?
0: And you know, listen, I'm about to turn 54 years old. And honestly, both hands, the amount of times I parallel parked maybe in my life. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm You know, you're absolutely right about this avoidance. I'm just concerned that more and more our processes take the stressful out of what we do. You, you've got you've to learn how to do these things. So, like you just said, you don't want to be confronted by it in the parking lot. You know, you want to at least have a little basis of knowledge. Yeah. Right. And that makes you better at, at many things. And parallel parking is just the easiest thing to pick on. You apply it to any walk of life. You know, if you don't put in the work.
1: Yeah. Right. And I think wh- life is. I truly believe life is more stressful now than it was when sure. we were kids. I do. So if we can take something away to make it less stressful. Like for the five minutes you have to learn parallel parking, like take it away.
0: I, I just, you know, it's terrible. This is a terrible father thing, but I kind of enjoy my kids being a little terrorized by that. Is that wrong? I just, I think that to, for me, I think, and maybe it's the way I was I was raised. Cause like I was the throw them off the end of the dock and learn how to swim kind of kid. Right. Yeah.
1: You know, I just, I, I, I think there's something about deep ending. That, yeah, life has know? changed. That's throw them off the end of the dock. Doesn't work anymore. People just. Yeah. Because people. My, Emily and I were talking about, about this that. the other day of, of how and it was based on this podcast. Cause we were talking about how the way, uh, the way people have conversations And I was trying to explain to her how when I was a child, when I was her age, conversations were held around a green electrical box out in a park or in the front of a house somewhere. And you had to come in when the lights went off or when so-and-so's dad came home. And it wasn't a group of friends sitting in a house and you were limited to that group of friends. It was, a, it was a drop-in situation. Yep. People would come. People would go. People would have dinner at different times. People would do different things. You'd play some tag. You'd play some hide-and-seek. Yeah. You'd do these things throughout the night, and it would it was an ever-evolving movement of people. Yeah, My kids never got that. Right. From a very young age, and I'm right. sure your children yep. are the same, same way, same play thing. dates were set up. Yeah. Who are they going to play with? Yeah. What time are they going to be there?
0: Not a lot of free-ranging going on there either. There was
1: no free-ranging. No. And my daughter's starting to notice it when she gets into high school. She's like, people... Are, she's she likes it because she's a, a bit more out there. She's able to talk to people more and meet more people, and she's really enjoying it. And I'm like, that's the way all school was when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. and you know, because we were, because I was asking her, like, we, how do we do that? What are we doing differently? And she's like, this is the way all the podcasts I watch are basically guys or girls sitting in a backyard talking, right? Which I have never done. Yeah, and she hasn't. And if she has, it's been a very specific. So is it a
0: novelty because of that, or because she wishes she could do that?
1: No, I think it's changed. I think it's, the, the, change. I think it's the change yeah. in the way we treated our, the way we've treated our children. Right. Right. Whereas you're saying we shouldn't, we should make them parallel park because I want to do that, and that's the whole thing. This has changed so much. Life has changed so much. We are risk averse with it these. Just doesn't kids fit nowadays. in with them anymore.
0: Well, I think we've let that happen, too. I, and listen, I'm not advocating a return to the old days when it was sink or swim. That was not right. But Give them Armstrong breaks again. Right? See? That'll teach some <laughs> lessons right there. That's what that'll do. I'm just really afraid because, um, you know, uh, the, the, the world has always sucked, but the world out there nowadays, uh, like, w- I see every day people with no basic skills to deal with situations they're not used to. And I'm not saying you can prepare for that, but... You know things like learning how to parallel park teaches you how to f- go outside yourself and deal with the stress. Yeah, and we, critical thinking. We, thank
1: you, thank I, you. I think taking. I think I mean, we're forcing them that to take everywhere. A critical thinking course was better than than a parallel parking point. Perhaps. Uh, you know I I don't disagree. I think we've taken that away, and that, I think that's actually more of a, a conversation for a big topic on some week. Uh, um I like it because critical thinking has really gone the way of the dodo. Decade. In many ways, in many ways, there's a lot of critical thinking in other ways, but we've forgotten certain things it's that we should. Where shouldn't. the
0: critical thinking takes place now, it yeah. happens
1: at higher ends. It doesn't
0: happen in everyday yeah. pedestrian circles anymore.
1: The thing I hear the most often is common sense is no longer common. Yeah, and I think it is. I think it's just a different common sense. Yeah. I th- and I think with the helicopter parenting that has been done over the last couple of decades, and I'm not putting anybody down, and I'm not being, I'm not trying to say you're better than me or I'm better than you or anybody else. With if you're listening. What I'm saying is, we've changed the way we parent, and I think we haven't changed the way the kids learn.
0: That's which the is point.
1: which is a problem.
0: That's which is a, a real problem.
1: Point. So you know,
0: because there's long term ramifications for yeah, that.
1: Kids right? don't know how to look. Like, even all my employees didn't. They didn't. Yep. They didn't know how to look. Like that was something that it frustrates me with my children. Is like you just have to open your eyes. Like, it was right there, and they they just don't bother.
0: Well, think 20 years from now, and the 20-year-olds are having the conversation we're having right now, how different that's going to be. I mean, I don't even know what their contexts
1: are going to be at that point.
0: Because, I mean, that's the other thing we've removed is all context and yeah. everything.
1: I, I don't know. And the world is changing so fast. Like Chris, we were, frankly, we were lucky. Our age group is very, very lucky sure. that we were brought up, like... Sure. We weren't as lucky as our parents were. Like, our parents were brought up in that golden age of, you can do whatever you want exactly. and you're going to get away with it and you're going to do well because you yeah. can buy a $5,000 house and exactly. you can drop out in grade six and still get a job that yep. pays you well. And we started losing that at the end yep. for us.
0: My generation, I, I'm a generation extra. We're, we're basically yeah. the same. That
1: We were the last great generation yes. for that. We were After the last that, ones that were able to, you know, and it's biting me in the ass now. We were the last <laughs> generation that was able to, you know, I'm going to drop out in in grade nine. I'm going to be 16. Yep. Uh, I'm going to, or grade 10. I was grade 10. I can drop out in grade 10 and I can go work in a factory. Yep. And you know what? I can make a damn good wage. Yep. And I remember when I got, when I quit high school, I didn't finish by any means. I was making $9.80 an hour at the first job I had. And I talked to friends and friends' moms and they were like, I've never made that much money in my life. Yep. And I remember walking around going I'm making 980. Yeah. Like I'm making good coin. Right. That's only 18,000 a year. Right. That was my wage. Couldn't do it now. And that was in 1986. Yeah. Not that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. It was within my lifespan. Right.
0: <laughs> it's it's crazy how yeah. you know, I I don't even know what value is anymore. You know, I mean, you can't our, our kids are screwed.
1: You know. They are. Just I was weird. making, I was making fifteen dollars an hour in 1995 oh, 1994 you were very
0: popular, I bet. That that's
1: more good. money than kids. That's yeah. more money than minimum wage people make now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: see, I've got, I've got a kid in this house who started a job at twenty one an hour, right? Which I'm blown away by. But even fantastic. that, fantastic, it's great. But even that, in the context of nowadays, it's only forty it, grand a year, right? It's nothing. Right. If you had told me when I was twenty years old I was going to make twenty one dollars an hour his so, own, I'd be like, well, "You can't even move out."
1: Right. At twenty one
0: dollars an hour, that, you can't even afford rent. That's the next thing I was going to say. He, what can you do with that? You know. I mean, I'm going to make sure he contributes, but it's it's, just, it's 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 all such a different context now.
1: It really is, and it's it's about contributing. I have a few friends that have their children, and I we're doing this with our kids too. As long as they're making money, and as long as they're saving it. And yeah. contribute, whether they buy some food or whatever. Right. Yeah. All we care about is they're saving their money.
0: Yes. Same with
1: my they're, kids. They're living, yeah. they're having a good life. They're enjoying themselves, but they're saving their money. I have a couple of friends that did that. And even their kids saved up amazing amounts of money. In some cases, more than I made in the first the first 10 years of working. Right. And they still can't buy a house. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's just like, it's crazy. your kids are still living in the basement? Yeah, why? And they tell me, I'm like, oh. Exactly. You know, that's, that's, I understand. I can, I can, I can, I feel for you. Exactly.
0: Which is why I'm eternally grateful that you brought on this wild turkey with us tonight. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is how more and
1: more. i try to have one when I go home now. Like I need one after this conversation. has <laughs> been a great conversation. The, the way you
0: cope with these things nowadays,
1: <laughs> I, it's, it's so confusing. It's just, it's astronomical, the equations nowadays. Life changes so fast and so rapidly. Oh, and speaking man. of change... You should come and see our social media. You should go to Facebook and look us up on there, there Studio you. 6201. Yep. Look us up on Twitter. We do a lot of Twittering. Um, Chris has a new uh, Twitter that we'll, we're popping out on a regular basis for everybody to see. At Chris underscore Coppin. Yep, and we'll push that out on our on uh, yep. on Twitter and we'll put that out on Facebook so people know they can jump on his uh, Twitter as well. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And let us know what you think about what we talk about, something we should talk about. Uh, we're open for it. We just want to look at, have a conversation. So yeah, if there's know.
1: somebody you want to, if you want to be on with us and talk with us and you know we just want to have good conversations it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be about what you do for a living but if you'd like to come and join us in here at the shop and have a discussion have a good conversation with friends thing we're moving towards we're going to bring in some guests here i can't wait for it i'm looking forward to it too
0: uh cheers to ben thompson for providing the music thanks brother thanks ben appreciate it you again and i have had a good conversation yes we have you have a great week Chris. thanks for having me to your house right on next time all right